Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks, welcome to the new podcast. Today we are going to talk about thunderstorm fears and phobias and what you guys can do to help your dogs if they are having a problem. Uh, Thunderstorm phobias are a little different than noise phobia. Uh, With thunderstorms you have a lot of different parts whereas your noise phobia, sound phobia, uh, basically it's a dog who's just afraid of loud noises, fireworks, Uh, dropping a pan on the floor, vacuum cleaner, uh, maybe (laughs) screaming at the TV during football season. But thunderstorm phobias, there's a lot to it. And for a long time, you know, we really just focused on the phobia itself as a symptom of a lack of confidence. And I do think that it can be created with a dog who has a lack of confidence. And that lack of confidence stems from the inability to handle stress internally or externally. However, there are other parts that play into thunderstorm fear and phobia, um, which may be this just a simple lack of exposure during their early development stages. I always make sure that with my pups, um, if a storm is going to roll in, I'm making sure that I'm getting outside, doing some training, really rewarding with high value rewards. And just making it a, a part of our everyday routine, possibly, especially if you live in an area where there are a lot of thunderstorms. We've had a lot of rain and storms this season. So we made sure to get the pup out and just do some training and, and not really act like it was a big deal. We would sit outside a lot under a covered patio and she would just hang with us. And we did the same thing during 4th of July. Uh, anytime the fireworks were going off, we just made sure to throw a little bit of a party. 
So during that development, I wanted her to understand that that is a part of life in hopes that we don't have to deal with that issue down the road. Also, owners can simply uh, unintentionally reinforce a dog who shows some type of fear. This could be a light dose of fear. Maybe it's the first time they've heard a thunderstorm. Maybe it's the first time it's been a really bad thunderstorm. And owners tend to um, overcompensate and really reward the dog for being so fearful. And, and we're going to talk about the difference between rewarding that behavior and just comforting your dog. Um, also, there's a genetic predisposition uh, for emotional reactivity. And it can happen in, you know, any dog, um, but it, it's definitely more common in your herding breeds. So we do look at genetics whenever we have some issues with dogs. If we have a, you know, a dog that came from a litter who's showing some type of emotional reactivity, oftentimes we'll reach out to the breeder to see if she's heard of any other of the litter mates having the same problems. Uh, because sometimes we have to deal with it a little differently and sometimes head straight to uh, some supplement help or some drugs to help with that, being that it's a genetic predisposition for it. So, you know, with thunderstorm phobias, I would say the majority of them are caused by um, the unintentional reinforcement of the fear as well as just a lack of exposure. Uh, but there is a new reason behind it. And I say new, it's not really that new. But for me, it's just not a lot of information that's been out there. And this was really eye-opening for me. One of the reasons that some dogs would develop it is that the air creates static electricity. And some dogs are uh, sensitive to static electricity and they will actually feel the um, electricity in the air. And some owners have even uh, talked about when they pet their dog, they will shock their dog or, or get shocked by the dog during a storm. So... Um, Nicholas Dodman, uh, he's a veterinary behaviorist, so Dr. Dodman, um, he wrote an article in 2016 for Psychology Today about the static electrical theory, uh, and it's basically the dogs receive a static dinger during thunderstorms, and this is why a lot of dogs will go to porcelain areas such as the bathtub, the sink, floors that are uncarpeted because those are areas to help for grounding. Um, and if the dog grounds itself, uh, then it can't receive the static electrical uh, shocks. So I thought that was a really interesting uh, point of view with that. And there are things that can be done with that as well, um, other than just dealing with the fear and phobia. So it could be a dog who doesn't necessarily, is bothered one bit by the thunder, or by the lightning itself, or even the heavy rain, but the static electricity in the air, if they are getting those dingers. Unfortunately, uh, the uh, stimulus of the rain, the wind, even the darkening of, of the sky, your thunder, flashes of lightning, those can all um, cause your dog to react because, again, the dog is being conditioned that every time they hear thunder or feel the barometric pressure change that they are going to be receiving some static electric shocks. So I just thought it was really interesting on that and um, you know I want to look more into it with what we can do 
to help with that. Uh, one thing that is out there is um, a basic jacket. It's an anti-static jacket that the dog wears that is supposed to help with the static electricity. And it's going to take a few times of your dog wearing this. Uh, I mean, it's basically teaching your dog that he's no longer going to receive those static electric shocks during the thunderstorm, but it takes several times wearing it to realize it's not going to happen. Um, and at that point, the dog should start to feel a little more comfortable. However, we still may need to do a little desensitization with the other stimuli of your wind, rain, uh, you know, low grumble of thunder, and even flashes of lightning. So there's things out there for the static electric shock. You know, who knows if that's exactly what's happening with your dog, if your dog is suffering from thunderstorm phobia. So there are definitely some other things that we can get into to help with that, um, with thinking that it's not necessarily the static that is causing the issue, and we're just going to get into the uh, fear and phobia of it and not spend too much time on the motivation behind it. So astrophobia is actually the technical term for having a fear of thunderstorms. There are a lot of physiological, emotional, and behavioral components to this, and you will start to see those physical um, attributes first whenever your dog starts to get nervous, whether it's the, the barometric pressure is changing and that's where the dog is starting to know that it's coming. It could be a rumble of thunder in the, in the uh, background that you can't necessarily hear, but that your dog is hearing. Um, so there's definitely things that can get the dog started before it even begins to rain or begins to be obvious to you. Um, oftentimes you can see a dog start to pace, maybe um, panting quite a bit, possibly even start drooling. Um, of course, you've got your trembling dogs that love to hide or become Velcro to the owner. Um, you have dogs that will actually cause destructiveness, try to escape, uh, go out windows, try to tear up doors, eat through drywall. And that's obviously very, very severe and highly recommend some medication for that. Um, sometimes you might just get some excessive vocalization. Your dog begins to bark more or whine quite a bit. Uh, he may pee or poop in the house. This is also a common issue that, that takes place. And then you may have a dog who will create uh, trauma to themselves by excessive licking, uh, where they can get a, um, you know, a, a hot spot. Uh, it's said that uh, dogs that do have excessive licking, that it could promote um, a sense of calm and release endorphins, you know, if that's if they're not getting a hot spot first. Uh, so if your dog is licking excessively during a storm, that could be something that um, the dog is trying to do. It's called lick dermatitis. Um, you know, other things that will take place to the dog physiologically, um, high heart rate, dilated pupils, um, the increase of, of cortisol, uh, you know, can have stress-induced hypo hyperglycemia, um, GI upset, right? Dog starts to get a little bit of diarrhea, um, rapid breathing, not necessarily just panting, but rapid breathing. So there are several things that, that you can see in your dog. And, you know, your dog may be so very clear with the fears and phobias that it's very obvious to you. Um, other dogs may be a little bit less. Maybe they are going to hide. 
uh, and you're not seeing the dilated pupils, you're not hearing the panting or seeing the drooling. So keep that in mind, um, you know, to make sure that we are giving our dog uh, what it needs during these times so that we don't create more problems down the road. So what can you do to help your dog with thunderstorms, fears, and phobias? Well, there are things that we can do to help the dog in the long run, and there are things that we can do for the dog um, in the short term. And with long term, obviously you can do anti-anxiety meds. Um, you can keep uh, some calming pheromones around the house, and that those things come in diffusers or collars. Um, I know Adaptil is one of the calming collars that um, releases the calming pheromones for dogs. Um, I do have some clients that have their dogs wearing it, and they believe it. And um, I believe in them, and I, I like them in the diffuser because then it can go through the house. And then I can also put it in when I need it and not necessarily have to have the collar on all the time. You can, um, you know, obviously get your dog on some supplements to help him make better choices. We are big CBD fans, hemp oil fans, and we are going to have a podcast on that in the next few weeks. Um, those are, you know, great supplements to put a dog on just to help balance the system out so that the dog can make better choices, basically so the dog can handle those stressors much better. It's not going to fix anything. You're not going to see the dog uh, be more tired or worn out. It's not like a Band-Aid uh, that you just give the dog at the moment. Uh, there are things that you can give the dog at the moment to help with the situational stress. But if we want to teach a dog just to handle stress in general, sometimes we need that supplement that's just going to help to balance things out. Um, when we're talking about dealing with dogs and thunderstorms in the moment uh, to help the dog feel comfortable, uh, the biggest is you want to make sure that you stay calm, that you don't go overboard on trying to make your dog feel better. I don't want you to over-soothe your dog. Now, yes, your dog can absolutely come to you for comfort. The dog may lay next to you. You may pet on the dog. You may massage the dog. You may talk to the dog in a soothing voice. Uh, I just don't want you creating any more fear by showing more fear. When you are comforting your dog, you want to make sure you're doing it in a confident manner. right? So it's just more of a, that's a good puppy. You're being such a good puppy. Instead of, oh, it's okay, baby. I know it's going to be over soon. It's, it's okay. Mama's got you. That's a little different, and you can hear it in the voice. So you can absolutely rub on the dog, massage the dog. T-touch is a great thing to help uh, calm dogs down, and there's a lot of research that you can do on the Internet for that. I also recommend that you get your dog a calming place, a safe place. So if your dog likes to lay in the closet or under the bed, my dog personally likes to go to the bathroom. Um, I think it has to do with probably some static electricity because he likes to get in the bathtub. But he also will go and just lay in the bathroom because there's no windows. And so it's usually closed in. You've got, you know, some comfort around you. Um, he likes to just lay on the cool floor, but you may have a dog that needs its bed, some toys, some different things that you can put in there. And give your dog a safe place. I wouldn't necessarily lock them up. You want to give them the opportunity to move out of that space. So if your dog prefers its crate, you can cover it up with a blanket, but I would not lock the crate door. Now, if you're not at home 
and your dog is normally crated, then I wouldn't be overly concerned. But as far as creating that safe place during the storm itself, um, you know, you just want to make sure that you give them the opportunity to move around and come to you if they need that. You can also play a little bit of music. You might like some classical music or uh, something that is um, helpful in drowning out the noises outside. There are CDs out there that you can get that are made for dogs to help relieve anxiety uh, through a dog's ear. has been clinically confirmed to relieve um, anxiety issues in dogs, so that's something you may want to try. I have personally not tried that, but it's definitely something I would recommend um, to help dogs. You know, we usually just turn on music during 4th of July or even Halloween. We, we don't have people coming to our door at Halloween. We always set up outside so that our kids don't have to come and knock on the door. But just because of the music that's going on outside and the, um, the activity that's going on outside, we play music in the house just to help drown that out just a little. Um, again, it's not going to probably help every dog. But again, these are things that you should just try. You know, you don't, I don't want you jumping straight to medication to try to help your dog. I think there are other things that we can do to help the dog get through these times and at the same time deal with the fear and the phobia. Now, other things that you can do to help with that moment, so it's that situational, is you can try some calming supplements. Um, you know, a lot of people like herbal meds, and I'm a big fan of using um, herbs, and there's a lot out there that you can try. Um, obviously, we all know that chamomile, it's one of those things that's pretty relaxing. You can try chamomile. Other things that you can use for your dog, valerian root. I know that when my dog used to get chiropractic adjustments, I would give her valerian root before we would go to the chiropractor. And what it did is just help relax her muscles so that the chiropractor could get a good adjustment. So valerian root is good for helping with relaxation. Passionflower, um, skullcap. Skullcap is actually a sedative and it's a tonic herb uh, with an antispasmodic properties. I hope I said that right. Um, it's used to control epilepsy in dogs. And so um, it can definitely be useful for dogs with sensitivities to static electricity. So when we go back thinking if your dog is having problems with the static electricity, then that might be something good to use. Obviously, you're going to want to talk to your veterinarian um, about the best setup of medication. There are anti-anxiety meds out there that you can use, but that's something that you would want to give the dog on a regular basis. If your dog is only having problems during storms, I would do a CBD with um, management, and that would just be creating that calm environment, doing some type of thunder shirt, which is um, just helps to kind of wrap the dog up and swaddle the dog. Um, you've got the anti-static jacket, which is supposed to uh, prevent the static electricity to, um, to the dog. You can use your collars and, sp and sprays and diffusers of just calming pheromones. And of course, you can be there for your dog. If you have a dog who's hurting himself or hurting your house during thunderstorms, then you need to get the dog on some medication because it's not it's not fair to the dog and I'm not a huge fan of jumping straight to those meds but if your dog is hurting themselves then there's more going on uh, than just the visceral response to it there's there's some deep things happening and 
and you want to help the dog out as much as possible. Now, we do talk about desensitization with storms. The problem with trying to desensitize a dog to a thunderstorm is that you have a lot of components to it. You don't have just the thunderstorm. Like I mentioned earlier, you have the wind, you have the dark skies, you have the barometric pressure, the thunder, the, the lightning, and then you have it all together. And so sometimes it's you're only able to really desensitize the dog to the thunder, to the lightning, and even to just the rain itself, and maybe a little bit of wind, but you can't mimic the static electricity, you can't mimic the barometric pressure. Uh, I do think this desensitization is a good way to go just to help relieve some stress. It's not going to fix the dog, but at least to relieve some stress. And, and if the dog is just mildly nervous with thunderstorms, then this should help a great deal. And the way that you would do that is I would recommend playing a light recording of a thunderstorm, including your rain, wind, and even maybe some cracks of lightning. And I know lightning and thunder, it's kind of all the sounds come together for that, but not getting into too much uh, details about that. I'm not a weatherman. Um, you could basically just play it in maybe in another room very lightly during dinner, during breakfast, during any playtime or training time just to desensitize the dog to it. You can start to associate some positivity to it, but again, a lot of times these fears and phobias go much deeper than just having a, what I would say, a surface fear to it. You know, we can all have a surface fear of things. I have a surface fear of snakes. And what I mean by that is that snakes, I just don't like them. And I don't want them around me. I don't want to be around them. And they just do not make me feel comfortable. I'm not going to run screaming for my life when I see one, but I definitely try to avoid them at all costs. Now, I have a very deep fear of uh, things like being trapped. Now, I'm not claustrophobic, but the thought of going splunking, for those that don't know what that is, it's basically going down in these caves and hiking through a cave, if you want to call it hiking. A lot of times you're having to crawl or go through very tight spots. And for me to be put in a place to where I could get stuck and can't get out very quickly, that sends me into a panic attack. Um, but you can lock me in a closet all day and all night and it would not bother me because I know that if I needed to get out I could get out fairly quickly but that's a deep fear you can't just desensitize me to that you couldn't just put me in a cave and keep me there and hope that I would get better you know you couldn't put me in there and give me a hundred bucks every hour for being in there that is not going to make me comfortable with that um, now, if you wanted to give me 100 bucks every time I saw a snake, I would probably start going to hunt for snakes uh, because that surface fear is a lot easier to deal with than dealing with that really deep fear. And we're going to talk more about fear once we um, get past the CBD. I really want get to the, get the CBD podcast out. Um, but we are going to put together a podcast on fear and how the majority of the aggression cases that we see are fear-based. The majority of the reactivity cases that I see are fear-based. And, you know, fears can run deep and they can run surface. So we are going to talk more about that once we get that podcast. And that's going to be probably the biggest podcast that we've done so far, the CBD. And, and Gray, my other trainer, will be here to discuss that. So we're excited about that. And we know that CBD can help a lot with 
any of your fears and phobias or anxiety or just high strong or hyperactivity. There are different things that the CBD can help for. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about that and dosage and, and all those things to help you understand it better and how it can help your dog while you're doing some training, while you're doing some behavior modification. Maybe you're doing desensitization. Maybe you're doing counter conditioning, but it's really about helping the dog and understanding that your dog doesn't choose to be afraid. Your dog doesn't choose to start panting heavily and choose to, um, you know, have diarrhea during these moments. They can't control this any more than you can control um, a deep-rooted fear. So, um, you know, I have that deep-rooted fear of being stuck, and I've never been stuck. I've never been in a cave where I couldn't get out. I've never, I've never been stuck, so I'm not really sure where that fear has come from. But I know that it's deep-rooted. Um, I just don't know what is the motivation behind it. And for many of these dogs with thunderstorm phobia, we don't really know the motivation behind it. We don't know if, you know, they had a, a bad moment. Maybe they were sick during that thunderstorm, and, and that's all they remember is being sick during a thunderstorm. And that's now creating a problem with them when the thunderstorms arise that they think they're going to get sick. And so they almost make themselves sick. Uh, just by getting nervous and panting and pacing. Um, and it becomes a visceral response. So, you know, give your dog um, a little bit of a break if he's got problems with thunderstorms. Um, help the dog through it. If you need to do some medication, if you need to do some long-term things to help the dog get through it, um, please do your research. Find um, a trainer who uses positive methods and can help you through it. But also prepare yourself. Um, have a storm kit available for your dog. Maybe it's got some special toys, special treats. It has maybe your valerian root. Or it's got your calming collar in there, your diffuser in there. Maybe you've got um, a, a special blanket or something that the dog uses. And if you do have a dog that really likes to be next to you during a storm, my recommendation is that the next time your dog is afraid and staying with you during a storm, I want you to not only help calm the dog and comfort the dog, and I mean comfort, not just calm, but as you're sitting there maybe massaging the dog, I want you to be yawning because yawning is a calming signal. Yawning is used to calm an external stress as well as internal. And I want you to sit and yawn as much and as often as you need to and eventually what you will see is that your dog will start to respond to you by yawning back and will more than likely start to lay down and relax a little bit more because you're helping him to calm himself with the yawning as well as the other um, things that you implement such as your calming collar, your diffusers, thunder shirt, your anti-static jacket, um, supplements, or just a safe place. So, you know, help your dog out. If you know a storm is coming and the dog is, you know, having problems, go ahead and give them that extra dose of, of a calming chew or supplement before you leave the house. Uh, maybe set up a neighbor that's close by that can come and check on your dog during thunderstorms. You know, have a plan. Don't just wait for, for things to happen and then wonder what you're going to do about it. Have a plan for your dog and get things set up so that somebody is there to, to help your dog um, find comfort during these storms, find that safe place. And help your dog through it. I, he's going to appreciate it. And, and you know, not everything is going to work for every dog. So you may just have to try some things to see what's going to work best for your dog. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Hope it wasn't too much information thrown at you. 
Um, it's just one of those things. There's so many different components to it because it can be so many different reasons behind it. And, and sometimes we have to attack it in a different way based on the motivation. But uh, th- hopefully that will give you some ideas of what you can do, whether your dog has a mild fear or a severe fear. Uh, of course, talk to your veterinarian about some anti-anxiety meds if you need any. And, um, and do some research on some Tellington Touch, which is the T-Touch. Look at some anxiety vest. Look at the anti-static jacket. Look at some things to see what you can do to help your dog out. And find a professional that is educated in behavior and deals with fear and anxiety and phobias in a positive manner that can help you out. And also build the dog's confidence and help the dog learn to problem solve and use the calming signals to help alleviate some of that stress as well. Hope you guys have a great week. Uh, watch for our mini podcast this week. And again, if you have anything that you would like me to cover on the podcast, let me know. Shoot me an email, info at dogspeak101.com. Check out our website at dogspeak101.com, and we have videos on there. We also have blogs. Like us on Facebook so you can keep up with what's going on. Sign up for our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're here to educate you, and we have some exciting things coming up, some a more detailed podcast coming up. So I hope you guys will stick with us. Hope you'll follow us, subscribe to us, and please share our podcast with all those that you know. We'd like to educate everyone that we possibly can reach. Uh, We want to make everybody a Dog Speak Geek. And I promise you, if you become a Dog Speak Geek, your dog will really, really appreciate it. All right, you guys have a great, wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon.